As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's time for more. Page 7 and Wizard and the Bruiser present Release the Butthole Cut Tour coming to you in September and October. Where are we heading in September, Jackie? We're going on September 12th. We're going to Nashville. We're going on September 13th to Atlanta, Georgia. And then we're going back to my hometown September 14th of Tampa, Florida. In October, October 3rd, we're going to be in Detroit, Michigan. October 4th, we're going to be in Columbus. And October 5th, we're going to be in Pittsburgh. Nice. Page 7 and Wizard of the Bruiser present Release the Butthole Cut Tour. You can find tickets at lastpodcastnetwork.com, baby. I'm sexy and I know it. Oh, body rocking in the house tonight. Body rocking, gotta have a good time. Oh my God, it's going to make you lose your mind. The school, dude. But also, Jackie, I was born this way. I bet you were. I'm sorry, you mean that you were born lazy? Because today I don't feel like doing anything. Well, maybe you feel that way because we found love in a hopeless place. We found love in a hopeless place. I heard that you... Settled down. Uh, oh, uh, this summer. Uh, found a girl. I still listen to all of these songs. It's been 13, 12 years since 2011, and I still think that I still think of these songs as like current pop songs. Dude, this is then I think one of the first years that looking at all this was like the absolute same. I was like, man, it was all these years ago in the year 2011, everybody, the year 2011 that we are talking about today. 2011 feels like 30,000 years ago and also yesterday. Yep. And is that what getting older is? This is all of this music, especially, but just in general, this year to me is like one specific sensation, hot, sweaty New York summer days yep. and nights yep. this my was, friend this was a this was a cornerstone year I'm actually very excited to talk about this year because I'll oftentimes when I get into the 2010s you know I'm like eh, I was there but you I wasn't really there roof, you were very drunk you were sort of just coasting through a relationship but this, this year, year we all got a little <laughs> pop in the not on the nose a little bit we, oh, we, we I, got my, bopped my girlfriend <laughs> broke up with me. Jackie uh, broke up with her at an ex, and it and and we all got back together at the end, which is hilarious. <laughs> oh God, it was such the <laughs> you had a little romp. 
Oh you my had a little God. summer romp. We had yeah, four we months had a really of beautiful cool... experience. And then why did we get back together? Because we, got, we, we like found ourselves again and we were like confident again. And then they like saw us at a party or something and was like, oh, I miss that person. Let me go bring them back to where back they down were. down to my <laughs> level. Why don't I just we scrape them all the way back down to where I am? And then you know what I said? I said, forget you. Yeah, I did the, uh, I did the, Wow. The censored version. Oh my gosh. It was just... No, you saw, I know what happened. You saw your exes at, across a party and you just looked at them and you just felt that that beat and you started quietly singing to yourself, there's a fight that started in my heart. <laughs> yes, of course yeah. we did. And it was, this, certainly yeah. wasn't moves like Jagger. He had the moves oh, like Jagger. This year, he I had hate the it. Haven't thought about that song since I, that then. Is really one of my, that is one of my least favorite songs like of all time. Like Every that probably, year we that talk and, about a Maroon hey, 5 Mr. song. Hey, Mr. Hey, <laughs> I hate that song is so bad. Is that train? On the radio, it's just so like Don't the lyrics. Speak ill of train in front train of train sucks. I am a train head over here. <laughs> Don't you give me that? Oh my god! Yeah, so many fucking good songs. This hair. is this is like still golden age of Kesha pop. Like we are who we are. This is also the really good Katy Perry album. This is also uh-huh. super bass. Oh my god! Yes. This was like the this was like the year. This was the this was like my big last romp. This was the year right before I met Gideon. It was right it was Occupy Wall Street started in uh September of 2011 and I was also that summer I was on a tear. I was just reckless and I was loving it. Yeah, we it. all were. I was we having were a great great a terrible great summer. Oh man, what this a year. A great time. We're going to this I, I and this I will say quite a time for us little hipster darlings too because remember all the yeah the oh, kids yeah. with the pumped up oh. kick you better run better run oh. man all the music was good this you know year. man every time I hear that song. I bop. I still bop when I hear pumped up kicks. I know what it's about. You know, and then everyone did the, but you know what it's about, right? What is you it, think what's it's it about? It's just a song. It's about school shooters. Oh, yeah. And everyone <laughs> did the, no, you know what it's about, right? Mm, wow. That's really about. Um, it's that. <laughs> as if That's it was covert. It's literally, you better run, better outrun my gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, get, <laughs> we know. <laughs> we know what it's about, foster the people. <laughs> a fun romp absolutely there's so many good tracks six foot seven foot by Lil Wayne is so good black and yellow I, yes <laughs> I was working yeah. any year I started working in elementary schools in New York City in 2009 and so like each I, I, I loved it then and I love it now that I was like there will always be certain songs that like belong to certain kids or certain classes you know because of course like pop music when you are working with kids that young it just infuses the entire like world and so like black and yellow there's this this one kid who was always walking around the school this little fourth grader always walking around going black and yellow black and yellow and I like it's like any song will immediately transport me back to this like cafeteria in a certain elementary school in the Bronx and (laughs) I love rewinds for this reason because it's just like especially when we start off with all the songs it is like an immediate transportation back to this year yeah we were so and for us like I just remember we were 
insane. I, I don't know what I was probably. Oh, yeah. I was working at Getty Images. I, I remember so I because I'm, remember the day that I got broken up with. I remember I didn't know where mm-hmm. to go and I didn't know what to do. So I went to Holden's work and I also because <laughs> oh, I got fired too. I got fired <laughs> and I got broken up with in the same week. And I remember I had nowhere to go. So I went to Holden and Holden's like, you want to get lunch? And I just remember sitting out front of Getty's just like crying openly sitting on a bench just like not knowing what to do with my life and it was so much better that way like that's the funny thing we were so upset to be broken up with and stuff and then we proceeded to have like the best summer we've had in years (laughs) so we called them super sad sundays we would just a big group of us would get together who were all like happen to be like single and upset and like whatever and we'd like day drink all day we would do the staten island ferry we would uh that was one of our things we do because we're also like not with money super a lot no so we had to find new york adventures that were yeah and you can drink on the set you can drink a big old challenge was you had to get one of those big boys drink the entire thing on the boat ride and then run out of the boat and around to the departing boat and try to get there just in time before they close up the <laughs> before thing. Before they close then, it up and then, and then grab you get another, another one and see how many And we'd see how many laps we could do. We'd just be fucking wasted <laughs> Back by the and end. forth also, on the Staten Island Ferry getting hammered, which also highly, we called it the booze cruise. Highly yeah. recommend if you live <laughs> in awesome. New York. I love that this is never an activity I did with you and I didn't do that exact, I didn't do the back and forth, back and forth, but definitely getting on the Staten Island Ferry for free and then getting the like $3 can of Fosters on the ferry was like, that was a a choice activity of mine as well. So that is something that brought us together. Yeah, you see the Statue of Liberty, you get the open air, you know, you feel like you got away a little bit. And then also we would take the other free ferry to Governor's Island. And one time we went and there was a polo match happening and Prince Harry was there, right? Well, so that's what happened is that we were, I was literally, I remember I was pouring gin into a 7-Up bottle because it was nasty. We were drinking lukewarm 7-Up and and gin in the middle of the Summer. (laughs) So gross. So we're passing around a two liter bottle as we walk around Governor's Island. We made friends with this like beautiful angel woman who had a big hat and a flowing dress on. I think we were all on mushrooms. She had just gotten divorced with too. She had just gotten divorced. And we're like, (laughs) come join us. But she was beautiful and we were all disgusting and sweaty because I remember I had spent the night on your couch. So like I was still like disgusting from the day before. And she's like, there's actually actually this polo match happening i can get you guys in and we're like all right we'll go watch a polo match i was like i don't even know what polo is i didn't even know polo included horses and then we showed up and it was prince harry playing polo and it was the day he fell off the horse he fell off the horse (laughs) and we had an amazing time we were just hammered chain smoking around all these like elites elite people and we're yeah we're smoking cigarettes and they're all drinking champagne we're like taking their champagne and drinking their champagne well like like Governor's Island this is if you don't know uh, this about New York City's island Governor's Island it is like an island where it's not really an island where only fancy things happen but it's kind of an island where only fancy things happen Kinda. There's, there's like lots of it's it has all these like 
uh, old colonial style buildings and it is like there's no cars on it and it's just like this like special little place you have to take a boat well it's to an get old there. fort because it was a it was like a fort that used to protect new york that's like a defunct fort and it like hosts lots of like special theme parties so i remember governor's island because they always had these jazz age lawn parties there and summer 2011 yes they would have one at the beginning and one at the end of summer well mj that was the date Lex and I went on that kind of sealed our fate. No was way. At the, jazz, the Jazz Age Lawn the jazz Party? Age, I love the Jazz Age Lawn Party. If you were in New York, I'm sure it's still going on because it's so successful. I got I hope it's still happening. Yeah, twice a year over the summer, they will do this thing where they literally in the middle of the field, you feel like you're in an Ingmar Bergman film. You feel like you're in like nine and a half uh, or Ingmar or Bergman's eight and a half or whatever it's called. You walk around, it's in this open field, but everyone's dressed to the nines and twenties stuff. There's like a dance floor in the middle of it. They have a big band orchestra playing. Everything is just, you feel like you're transported to another place in time. It's like incredible. And I took Lexi on a date there trying really bad to like, oh yeah, oh she literally, there's a post that she just reshared because it's the really the anniversary for us, like the, the, almost like the true anniversary for us. Did Uh, you guys do anything to celebrate? We fucked. <laughs> That's nice. The next day, but the next day she wrote on, on Facebook, she wrote best date ever. And that Aww. was like literally the, you know what I mean? So it was beautiful. Especially no, we, back you then, know. that meant something. When you wrote on Facebook, when you wrote yeah. an update on Facebook, about like oh my date? God. Yeah, yeah this was like back when you would date. still just like, I have also been thinking about that and how, because you know how Facebook will do your like memories now. And I always look at them yeah. because usually it's memories of the kids or whatever. But then also it'll just be like a status from 2009 of me being like, I don't like Jersey Shore or some stupid like, first of all, I was wrong. Um, second of uh, all, like so wrong. Sorry, yeah. MJ. <laughs> but like, you know, obviously Zuckerberg is bad and everything, but I do kind of it doesn't it seem like a simpler time when there were oh, yeah, fewer websites you were supposed to share different types of updates on. And or, it was hey, just everyone we, was on Facebook saying their sad we, thoughts. If we could just go to an even simpler time back before it was even Facebook, when it was actually just a way to rate women at Harvard. <laughs> yeah, rate that's their the <laughs> and ra- rate their minds. You know what I mean? Just, <laughs> wish we could go back there and give, give, give. I would love to give a woman a six right now. It's funny oh, too because you guys called this. <laughs> you guys called your this summer 2011 super sad summer. I don't know if that was an explicit reference to a very popular book that summer that was written in 2010, but it was it was very very popular in 2011 called Super Sad True Love Story by Gary Steingart. And it no, is Whoa, a, no, it's it's a fantastic. I haven't. Read reread it since 2011 but I read it I think in October of 2011 right after Occupy had started and it was it's like a it's set it's like one of these kind of like dystopian novels that's set in the very not too distant future and it was basically imagining like the encroachment of social media and all aspects of our lives. So it's like about these people in, remember this is 2010 when it was written, but it's like all the characters are always walking around talking into their phones with like streams of information all around them. And they're like, always Oh my live. God. I remember the cover of this book. Everybody read this book. Everybody on the read subway. this book on the subway. I remember that. Yes. This was back when people were still that reading just, paper books oh on the subway. God. I just got like thrown. It was like, I know this book. I remember yes. this book. Oh my God. Everybody, 
already had this book. Yes. yes. It was the whole, and it, it was astonishing when I read it because it both predicted Occupy almost exactly and it like predicted live streaming. Like, it, and and I remember reading it at the time and being like, I like this was this was a uh, for for me where I was at this summer was I was in a show that I loved. It was a weekly show. So I was performing all the time. I was like felt really confident in myself as like a I was like, I'm an actor. And my, the show went to Edinburgh and I was just like really feeling it. I was having a tryst with a uh, with a gentleman that I was very excited to be having a tryst with. And um, I was just like really feeling like the shit. I was listening to Adele all the time. I was listening yes. to Katy Perry all the time. I just felt, I just like summer 2011, I was just like, man, I am like a young fuck up in my prime. And it just felt like I hit it. I wasn't, I wasn't all fuck up. I was like some success and some yes. fuck up in the right ex- exact right ratio, you know? Yeah, totally. And it was like the peak, like if I could pick a year that was like peak youth, it was like this. This summer. Year. Yeah. Yes. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's so interesting that it all came in the same year for the three of us. I specifically remember going over to Holden's at one point. I was always at... This year I was at Holden and Gizzles like every single day i never was not at their apartment and i remember when holden was like come here we were smoking cigarettes out of i was sitting in the broken wheelchair that was in your bedroom and i was smoking (laughs) cigarettes out your window and you were like come here i want to show you like he's like watch this woman sing she's gonna blow you away and he's like it's just her on a stage singing and it was adele and i remember hearing someone like you for the first time and it was adele and i I forget Oh, I forget what awards show she was at where she was just uh, yeah. on a stage, yeah. just her. I remember just that too. And taking it down. And I was like, <gasps> like I could feel my bones shatter, especially she's a plus size woman. Like it yes. was my everything. And big I was like, as the moon. <gasps> big as the moon. Oh, I loved <laughs> it when she was big as the moon. Oh my God. You know, part of me as a plus size person always makes them like, she fell from grace when she lost all that weight, which is like, <laughs> horrendous thing to say I don't actually feel that way but she left my team okay it was really exciting what I I mean I had never seen I that's still that that award show I I maybe will be able to figure out what it was that's still how I picture Adele because I remember my friend was describing to me was singing me rolling in the deep and she was like are you I hadn't heard it yet and she was like are you crazy this song is everywhere what's wrong with you and I think we watched it and I was like I remember it's like seared in my mind just like this is exactly what I want from pop music <laughs> you know <laughs> because had we started page seven at this point this is what I'm trying to figure out I mm. have no idea I think the answer must be yes because 
this is also the year I'm not going to get all into the details because it doesn't really matter. But 2011 is the year that kind of bisected my life because in September 2011, Occupy Wall Street started and that completely changed the entire trajectory of my life. Whole thing I said before about identifying as an actor and like a creative fuck up and everything took a massive, sharp left turn when Occupy Wall Street started. And I was just like, I have a different purpose now. And it completely, completely changed my life. And then I had to figure out like, okay, how do I integrate everything that I've been doing with like being a creative performing person with what I want to do now, which is be completely politically engaged with this thing that I'm very inspired by. And it was a little bit weird and jarring to figure out how to do all that. And And so I think that we must have already been doing page seven, because I think that I would have remembered if we had started page seven after Occupy started, because by by the time Occupy started, I was suddenly going to comedy stuff way less because I was going to right. protests way more. So I'm pretty sure that we already had page seven going, but that it was like very like irregular, like who knows if it was weekly, who knows if anyone was listening. It was in that back, back room in the basement of the Creek, not even where round so table hot. recorded. No, but it was the like, really small yeah. back closet that the literally closet. just the three of us fit inside of. Yes. yes. And we, we, we would just get gin. I don't even know if we were calling them jizzies at that point, but we were definitely we drinking gin. I think it was. We gin. were definitely drinking gin. We this was a big gin. gin time period of my life. <laughs> this was my my yeah. jizzy time period was definitely because I specifically remember pouring the Seagrams <laughs> into the Seven Up bottle and just being like, "This is my drink. I'm a Seven and Sevens bitch now." And like, I really, <laughs> really got into Seven and Sevens. For it's a, a great bit. drink. It's a great drink. There's no I, nothing. Road soda. That's this is also talk about you. When you just had a 20 ounce thing of soda with you all the time because it was yes. easy to just pour a little gin in there. Yeah. I'm actually realizing I think this was the year I did that that jazz fest thing with Lexi because I think we got together later in this year. I think the Super Sad Sunday, this was the second time my ex dumped me <laughs> and I was fully, fully no longer with her when we did this summer because I'm seeing the, you know, the big tell, I remember going with Lexi to see the Muppet movie in the theater, which was such a, remember that it was like Muppets are back. Yeah. It was so good. Yes. Cause it was, yeah, it's the one if with, uh, am I a man or am I a Muppet? Yeah, I do remember. And Jason Siegel is so good. And like, I didn't see a lot of movies in the theater. I don't think this year. No, we didn't have any money. One of them. Yeah. So I was buying bootleg DVDs a lot. Oh my God. DVDs. DVDs. In fact, this is definitely that summer because Midnight in Paris is on here, the Woody Allen movie, and that was the movie I, I probably one of the worst pe- dating experiences I ever had was the, with this one woman. More so than Nell. No, no. I mean, that's like middle school. Oh. That was middle school. One of us thinks this is a date, and the other one clearly knows it's not a date. And, uh, you know, you could guess who was who in that situation. <laughs> but this was like, we are on a date. Um, she, she, We went to see Midnight in Paris, and, and uh, at that point especially, I was a huge Woody Allen fan. And I ended up, I was like really excited about this movie. And it was a very good movie, like in terms of his later career stuff. And I was so into it. And the whole time she kept just talking to me, like pretty loudly, like the whole movie. And then after we got out, she was like, oh, yeah, I saw it last night. So <laughs> I remember. I remember this. And I was just like, what the fuck's happening? Why did you say you would go see this with me if you just saw it? And why were you talking the whole time? And I went on another 
date with her. I went to her place and she lived in one of the most hilariously awful New York City apartments. Like the bed was in the kitchen. Yeah. There was no like the. Oh, yeah. You told us about this one. The one who she didn't have air conditioning. She didn't have air conditioning. The couch was like a wooden bench. We watched like a movie on that wooden bench. And then I couldn't even go through with. I was like I had I stopped halfway through the sex. I was so uncomfortable and sweaty and gr- and just I was just like I got to get out of here. Yes, oh. this is a this is a Holden classic. We recently yeah. heard this <laughs> heard the story, but that's not a your Holden wife, classic. Lexi. This was pre- this was no, before that you. Was, and then I think later that year, though, because I do think I end up you know fully with Lexi by the end of this year. Like I go through a full hell yeah single era, you know, for most of this year, yeah, and then end up uh, settling in. To I'm gonna blame the- you for me getting back together with my ex because I feel like uh-huh. you started dating someone. And I'm like, well, what am I supposed to? What do? am I supposed? Yeah, I should date someone because <laughs> yeah. that's real. Was, all the time. That's real. When you're, that's opposed. very real. I, I. It is so easy to forget when you are partnered with someone how hard it is to be single, and I feel like, especially at this time in my life, so much of my like self esteem was just like, am I, and I was not meaningfully partnered with anyone during this time, but so much of my self-esteem was just like, well, everyone else has a fucking boyfriend and I don't, you know? Right. And then I, this was my, my, my summer tryst was like somebody who I a hundred percent knew was not ever going to become a boyfriend, but I was just like, man, I am here while the getting is good and I'm going to enjoy yeah. every minute of it. And I did. Summer loving. It man. was a true I'm... summer loving. It was an absolute yeah. only summer loving situation. It was, uh, it was a fun one, man. This is a good, fun one. I uh, and I was just kind of lost in the moment. Like I feel like other years we talk about how I was. I, I talk a lot more about I think career stuff. I think this year I finally just like gave up on that for just a second. Like I was still doing Murder Fist and everything, but I was less like I'm fucked. I got to figure this out, and more like let's just fucking live it up. Every we're in New York, we're in our twenties. We're fu- let's fucking go. Let's like really live. And that was a really cool thing. Um, also, I think the Nighthawk kind of became a thing around this time because I'm seeing Drive. I'm also seeing The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Those were movies I saw at the Nighthawk, which was still is one of my it's my one of my favorite movie theaters of all time. It's in uh, Bedford area, Williamsburg, Brooklyn, and you get the full table service. But there's just some about the Nighthawk that I've been at other it's theaters special. where they do that. It's special. Like they're slinging really good drinks. The food is great. And I just, I just, every movie I've seen there, I loved even the bad ones because it was so good. I'm, I'm just Can like talk remembering about the all this summer this year? stuff. Because yeah. the yeah. big movies of this year were rough. I mean, rough. there's this okay, is a shit year for there's movies. Bridesmaids. Don't get me wrong. There's like lots of hitters, but like the number one grossing movie, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows Part Two. Then there was Transformers <laughs> Dark of the Moon, which I believe is the third Transformers movie. And the third movie is Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, which is also not the first one. Like there's uh, Kung Fu Panda 2. Like this is the year of just like and Twilight Breaking Dawn. I, I was going to say, how have you not mentioned Twilight Breaking Dawn? Or still part we need to one. talk about Kevin. We oh, need God. to talk about Kevin. Oh, my God. We do need to talk about Kevin. That, that it's been 12. <laughs> we don't. Why can't I do the math? It's been 
yes, uh, 12 years of jokes about we need to talk about Kevin. And yes. I, I feel like when I, like my life was personally bisected in 2011. There was a before 2011 and after 2011 because of Occupy. But also looking back at this time, yes, the three of us are fueled with nostalgia because it was like our peak youth summer. But don't you also feel like this was like the beginning, it was the beginning of a new decade. It also just seems like the beginning of a bunch of cultural shifts that then, yeah. that, like the tracks that we have been on in terms, like the movies, there's nothing really to like write home about, but I just feel like at this time it was like Twitter, this was the year that because of, of not only Occupy, but also like the Arab Spring, there, and it was like, this was like the Time Magazine called 2011 the year of the protest. There was so many emergent, social movements that began this year and Twitter like catapulted into like, this was the year I, I don't think at the beginning of 2011, I don't think I probably ever looked at Twitter. And by the end of 2011, I was like absolutely obsessed. And I think it was just, there was a lot of emergent social media, a lot of like, even the super sad true love story thing, like posting your status all the time, posting where you are. It was that Tumblr was a thing. So there was just like, I feel like my whole goal this summer was to like get as many cool pictures of myself as I could to post all the time. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. That's why I was actually going to like, I was like, I should look through some of the Facebook pictures that I have from this time period because I know I've got so many. Yes. Like it was just like this was an increasingly online year, you know, and it was just I think that um, like Occupy is such a, a framework for me. But when we did our 2013 episode, we were talking about how that was like kind of peak um forgive for me me for employing the word but it was like kind of peak like woke mindset in terms of yeah. you know think pieces in terms of like doing a lot of like interrogating privilege and things like that and sometimes it was really helpful and sometimes it was really annoying and it was good and it was bad and all of that stuff and i feel like 2011 was really it kind of launched this like social maybe because of the arab spring and occupy it launched this like combination of social media and like public social consciousness social justice stuff it like launched us into like a decade of that right Uh uh-huh it seemed like it was a turning point year yeah for sure i mean for yeah i think definitely for i think i avoided it like the plague Mm -hmm. right i i think i avoided all that stuff like until i like absolutely you know until 2016 (laughs) when something happened (laughs) yeah Um, that's there there was a there was a stretch there where it was like before 2016, where it was like, uh, you know, there was kind of increasingly discourse about things like that. And then there was also a lot of people that were like, you know what? I wish you the best, but I'm not going to do that. And then 2016 was kind of like, oh, uh, now we all have to think about who the president is. Yeah, and that great. was great. Now everybody's uncle sucks. So let's figure <laughs> yes. this out. Um, yeah, yeah, I know, but I know that that was all going down, you know, in the back, and so much more discourse was happening online, and I think people at this time, and I always look back at this time, is I think there was a chain of events that happened, um, largely tied with a lot of discourse online that got us to where we are to get today, very, div- to gay, it got us all being gay, and, and, 
Thank but you. I'm, yeah, that was good. People are much gayer now. <laughs> you know, what's funny is I always thought like the internet and having me able to have these discourses and things like that, <laughs> foolish me, thought that this would maybe unite us in this uh, yeah. interesting way. But I in fact, I think that really it just served to eventually divide us. And the real secret to that sauce was that people don't know how the fuck to talk to people on online or the fact that if you just have that little bit of separation, people just don't know how to like word things in a way that isn't actually anti- like actively antagonizing other people and i think those people that smaller subset of people may on both on all sides made things really like uh ru- and i think we're just figuring out how to like have conversations that don't make either end walk away like worse off looking to looking at the other side worse off you know what i mean yeah and so there was there was a mixture of I think that that stuff was nasty online. I think the 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 Occupy stuff though was so cool and it was really like important. Um, you know, and obviously you were a part of that and that whole bit and everything. I just but, I remember mean, you, I was so drunk and watching you do all these things that were so good. For yeah, other we were people. just getting. Just we were like, useless. I'm such a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I just drink all day, which yeah. I was. I mean, fair. I, I feel in retrospect, though, and I spoke about this in the 2013 rewind we did too. But in retro, for me, it was like Occupy was so meaningful to me, and it it gave me this incredible sense of yeah of of meaning um and like purpose but i also know and talk about you know early social media early uh, online discourse like i know that i was like way too righteous i had the righteousness of somebody mm-hmm. who was newly uh, well, we were all figuring it out you know we yeah. were all figuring out i mean all of our uh, uh, social media mistakes were made at this time yeah you know all all of us yeah. like we all figured out oh don't like I remember at one point I someone had some thread going about UCB and I like wrote this whole thing shitting on UCB and then like the head artistic director <laughs> of UCB like responded to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who, like, I had a, who, who I had a good relationship and who liked Murder Fist. Yeah. You know? And then you go, oh, that wasn't worth it. Yeah. I got nothing out of this and now I just ru- ruined a relationship that I just could have kept for... And kept my mouth shut because it wasn't like anything that needed to be said. It was just kind of like, hey, it was like annoying how, you know, we couldn't get a run there unless we didn't do shows other uh, other places. And we just didn't like, you know, whatever. We just rubbed, turned our nose up at UCB in these certain ways. Right. And, you know, yeah, exactly. And then you walk away and you're like, oh, man, like I just. Yeah. And a, a lot of stuff like that. And I was watching other people. I mean, I'm watching. I think this might have been around the same time. Maybe it was a few years later. I mean, there was like one lady from my high school. The only thing I remember about her is her reputation was that she stole. She was trash. And she got together with this really trashy guy. And they would have all of their public displays of affection and also their fights Fully the on Rue their Facebook, Facebook pages. Yeah. Oh my god, I had relatives I that. that did that. Yeah, and they would just fight with each other. But then when they were not fighting, it was almost worse. They would just get go into great detail about their love for each other and yeah. their lust for each other. That was and this it was time for sure. Crazy. <laughs> the longer shit. the caption, the less the love. We all know this. Yes. <laughs> 
Yes. Like this was the time, like this was the, the social media landscape at this point truly was, I remember in 2010, I was having a tryst with a different guy who also didn't work out, but, yeah, but yeah, the goal yeah. was like yeah. the biggest goal at this time was to look, figure out how to make your Facebook profile look cool. Right. And to be like newly tagged in a picture on Facebook. Um, so you could be like, maybe the person I have a crush on will see how cool I look in this picture, you know? And there was so much like image cultivating. And I'm sure that part of that was because of the age we were. And I like doing rewinds because we are all roughly the same age. And as even though I always assume that all of our listeners are also elder millennials, we do have some people of different generations out there. And I love hearing from whenever we do rewinds, younger people who were, you know, in middle or elementary school or uh, high school during, you know, this time or people who were older. But it's like for me, it's like hard to think about, especially the year 2011 and like the ascend the, the, the social media landscape without having it be intrinsically linked to youth because it was so the, the whole online landscape was so much more like impulsive. You know, it was like, it was like, I feel like this was just when we were starting to be like, oh, we should be careful about like what kind of pictures you post online in case you're ever going to run for president or whatever, right? Because that and also I'm sure started, people started looking at your social medias then around this time, right? Yeah, right. And for, for jobs. jobs. and Yeah, so yeah. it was like where Facebook yes. started off with like you the whole point was to be drunk on Facebook. Yeah. Yes, then it had to, that was also changing and you're figuring out what type of, of like online persona am I actually trying to cultivate here? Which is why I think in part I became really righteous because on Twitter I was like, well, I believe in all these things and I have to talk about all these things. And you right. know, the thing with Occupy, I was like, once once I got there, I was like, why aren't more people here? Everyone else is talking about other stuff, but they should be here. But in retrospect, you know, I'm looking and it's like, this is also nostalgia, but like I look at, 2011 and I'm like man there was just like a lot of really good the movie sucked but like there was like this was a time of like really good comedy like really good TV like I'm trying to figure out when like Parks and when was the golden age of like Parks and Rec community and uh, 30 Rock you know because I feel like I know summer 2010 I was watching all that stuff and there was just like a lot of really good art being made, really good pop music, really good TV, really good but comedy. But not movies. Movie not movies. wise, I, I would say not so much. Not movies. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, Thirty Rock. But was yeah, Parks and Rec time. is huge Parks at this Rec. time. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Thirty Rock went until 2013. Um, I think Community was also around this time. And yeah, it was just like it just feels like I was. I I wish I hadn't spent so much time being like, why aren't people thinking about the same things I'm thinking about? Because like there was just a lot of actual really cool stuff happening during this time. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Like, but really also, cool you art. know, we could have spent a little less time getting day drunk. So you know. <laughs> 
Yeah, but also remember, poison. this is the year of the Charlie Sheen winning. Yes. And remember uh, how gonna, often yeah, pop we said stuff. winning to each other. And also, this is the heyday of YOLO. Yellow. That was oh the biggest God. downfall for me and my life choices was <laughs> the... It, at first, I remember I, like it was like the beginning of hashtags, and I was just like, this is so dumb. This is such a dumb thing. And then I just remember flipping it, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. YOLO. And then we would drink all day. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Why am I so against YOLO? Yeah, hashtag is cringy, but like, also, y'all only live once. It was uh, the beginning so of hashtags. Drink it. You're right. Yeah. Um, it was the beginning of hashtags. But I do want to go back to the Sheen thing because that was such a big cultural turning point. So we had just come out of pointing and laughing at celebrity meltdowns, right? This was a bit of a different thing, though. This was someone owning the meltdown and being like, I smoke crack. I don't give a fuck. Tiger blood. I'm winning. And then, if you remember, he did like a live show. Where did he do it at? Somewhere like huge. He did it like Radio City or something. And it was just like a complete chaotic shit show. And it was also like, it was almost the final endpoint of us like making a big deal out of celebrities like completely falling apart mentally. You know what I mean? I, it was it was almost like the endpoint of that because then it was like, fine, I'll do a live show. And I remember all the reporting that came out on that. It was just this chaotic mess. And you just were like, why is everybody paying money for tickets to see this like maniac who's clearly like on a mental decline get on stage and just like bullshit for an hour or whatever? Because he's just like a actor whose show went on hiatus because of his own actions. And then he just had two catchphrases and like an insane interview and now it's like, and that I think also is a testament of what the internet, the the power of the internet is that the, the power of the internet is for better or for worse, it can lift people up really quickly into the stratosphere of like household name and all that kind of stuff in this way that like just a- allowed for these weird things to happen. Like him doing, you know, him doing that, that crazy theater show, you know, and everyone walked away and be like, it was terrible. It was so dumb. It was like. It was kind of like, um, it kind of had a vibe of like a fire fest. Like it was a total fiasco. Yeah. Like the whole thing was a fiasco. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, it was, yeah, that's such an interesting time. But yeah, Tiger Blood winning and yeah, just- Adonis DNA. He was, he was having a time. But, th- but also, again, we weren't talking about his mental health. We were just no. like- Wow! Because that's how we dealt with everything. Look at the crazy guy. Let's laugh at the crazy guy. And we weren't quite there yet, but it was still a different take in the sense of like now we're watching people own their mental breakdowns and just be like, "Yeah, I'm fucking nuts. I'm gonna make as much money off of being publicly insane as I possibly can." It's such a weird thing that didn't happen before, and it only happened because of memes and you know, yes, I feel like clips circulating on the internet totally. that's like how you know this never would have gone down before where an actor has a total breakdown leading to him like getting fired from his own hit tv show and then he like sells out a theater off of that totally you know? and like I, my, I i'm not sure if i would stand by this but let me just pontificate for a second where i feel like if you were to talk about you know 
2016, obviously 2016 was the election of Trump, but like if you're talking about like online in like 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, there's not a lot of huge differences between those years that stand out to me. Like we we kind of like reached like a a plateau there in terms of what the internet was like. And then I feel like in the last, 2020 and the pandemic changed everything there. And we, you know, the way we interact with with the internet changed a lot. Imagine all the people. (laughs) Remember the dumb the dumb like homemade news show that fuckface sold the for like news millions me. of the dollars. We were just news talking about one. that. Yeah. The good news yeah. show. But like, remember in- that show <laughs> that never went any. Like, can you? What a waste of fucking money, man. People, executives are so stupid. You couldn't see that that was just an in the moment online only thing that was never going to translate to like we were desperate an actual TV show. You <laughs> fucking morons. So you spent millions of dollars for no reason. Ugh. But like looking back at 2011, it feels like even though the Internet had obviously been around for and and in people's homes for a good, you know, decade and a half by that point, like I feel like or between a decade and a decade and a half, maybe depending on like where you were. But like I feel like uh, in 2011, things were still it seems like the way that we were interacting with the Internet was still like really rapidly changing, you know, Well, because uh-huh. this wasn't a time period. Like, did you I, like this year? I didn't have Internet on my phone. Like, I remember yes. I had a Blackberry, but like I didn't have Internet on my phone. So I'd have yes. to go to a computer Same. to get Internet. So it wasn't already it wasn't like right. fully you weren't fully yes. accessible all the time. And I think that yes. this was the last time period when like like for Super Sad Sundays, like I like people I would have like friends be like I haven't heard from you in like two weeks because like I'd just be on a bender and I'm like oh sorry I'm alive and like because people weren't like I wasn't like texting as often and I remember at one point my Blackberry fell out of my back pocket into a toilet in a bar and I was too scared to tell my mom so I just didn't have a phone for like a month and now I, I, my phone got stolen not that long ago. I went a day and I was frothing at the mouth. Yeah. I was just like, I, what do I do without it? Like, I'm so addicted to it now. That is and such a good point. A lot of people had smartphones by 2011, but I didn't get a smartphone until 2011. And it was still a time where you were not expected to necessarily write back to an email until like that night. I would leave my house in the morning and then come back and I was broke said I had lived in a hallway so I would leave my house be out the whole day you know come back at 10 or 11 at night and then respond to emails you know and then post all my (laughs) Facebook updates or whatever and that was yeah so maybe that's maybe you're totally right Jake maybe that's why it felt like this was such a different time to interact with like the internet because it wasn't there all the time and it still felt like um it felt like this incredibly exciting thing like how how hilarious that I to think like how I was just I thought Twitter was going to change the world you know and in some ways it did um some for the best and some for the much 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 worse you know yes Yes, for sure and even you talking about like like I this was the time period that went being on OkCupid the hammer gets it and I'd have to go I would go to the public library when I was in the city so that I could respond to see if I could go get laid later on that evening like I would mm-hmm. run, like just run to the library real fast, check it, and then respond back and be like, "Meet me here." And then I would just like hope that they were gonna meet me there. Yeah, I m- I miss this time. I know that sounds like life was more inconvenient, but there was more magic to the world. There was magic. more magic, 
and more waiting for people and not knowing when they might show <laughs> not up. knowing when they're going to show up and just hoping that like well they knew I was supposed to meet them here and like but also like the decline like it wasn't like we were using public phones either there was just a lot of hoping <laughs> and nobody nobody cares about it now but the, a this this show really set the tracks for my relationship with Lexi early on we quickly became obsessed with the show and the books together as the show started coming out game and of thrones yes dude oh, game yes. of thrones was a weekly I like I can close my eyes and be in Lexi's bedroom in Astoria Queens watching an episode like on her laptop uh, for sure, which means I guess was streaming. I swear we watched it like in bed at this point, but I don't know. Maybe we maybe I like maybe I got it off like a bootleg website probably is what what it was, because that's the only way you could stream stuff. I feel like at this point, I don't even know. Bob's Burgers started in 2011. Nice. Black Mirror started in 2011. I remember when Black Mirror dropped, because again, talking about the uh, book, the uh, super sad true love story that you were bringing up earlier, Black Mirror was another one of these things where it's like in real time. I remember watching Black Mirror and I remember being so hungover watching the first episode of Black Mirror that like I had to pause it to go yak multiple times because it was like yucking me out so hard and it was just (laughs) too hungover to be watching it. And I just remember it was really hot in the apartment because we didn't have any AC or we just like would only run it at night because we couldn't afford to have it on during the day. And like I just remember it's just so hot just be like, like trying to get through the first episode of Black Mirror. But then like realizing I remember having the conversation with some person I had had there and I (laughs) and I some person you had lain with lain with the night before and was now laying in like just sweaty hungover state with and then I remember having the conversation like would you watch it like would if this happened like this is something that like could feasibly weirdly enough happen in our world would you what like do you remember the first episode with the pig so uh, funny enough, what I remember is you and Marcus telling me about Black Mirror on an episode of Page Seven with the yeah, pig. There you go. And yeah, I remember right. you and Marcus so you telling me, don't watch it because I won't like it. Uh, <laughs> and so and I, I episode, to this day, have so still good. not seen Black Mirror. Uh, Black Mirror is so good, though. Because that the way you described stream- it okay. sounded really so scary. So there was streaming. We had to have had Netflix streaming yes, then. Yes, we definitely. had Netflix. Yes. We definitely had Netflix streaming and maybe... HBO had no. I think we just had Direct TV at this point at on Lexi's TV. That was a big part. Lexi's TV had a lot to do with our getting together as well. She had a good at the time TV with like all the good cable and everything. Whoa. So I would just go there and, and the good AC, and she had some rock and air conditioning. Whoa, man, air That's conditioning. Everything. Oh yeah, air conditioning has sealed many many of, a deal. Oh, relationships. God. Fate. Yeah, yes. yeah. How, how many relationships you, built on air conditioning? air conditioning? If you got the good AC, yep. you are getting somebody's going to want to hang out. I, yeah. I, I guess that's that's such an interesting part of specifically youthful New York dating that I remember like and I remember it would be like the third question I would ask is do you have AC when going to go meet up with somebody because then I would know that if they didn't have AC I wasn't going back to their place yes right because I didn't have it and so if you if you managed to like seal the deal with a guy then that was great but if you sealed the deal with a guy who had air conditioning then you were going to try to 
establish oh, at least a friends. <laughs> you're gonna fuck him, but you're gonna try to establish a friends with benefits situation for the duration of the summer. You know, just to get through the right. summer, you gotta get through the summer. <laughs> but is that happened in other places? Do I don't know. I want to know the AC. <laughs> I don't. There must be. I mean, unless, I, 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 yeah, right here, in New York City is a window unit place unless you are very rich but when i was in la everyone's just like oh yes we have ac everywhere all the time it's central ac it's yes. not something that you need to turn off and on it's just there and so maybe it is really a cultural difference but yes here it's i didn't have it i didn't have it summer 2010 i didn't have it summer 2011 and i was like it probably made me sluttier because i needed to find yes. other places to sleep Oh yeah, I'll hop around, and if it, like especially, <laughs> man, there was nothing quite like when someone was like, "I have AC," and they it is just like barely works, and you're like, "You're a liar," and now I'm trapped <laughs> here, and I have to have sex with you, or I don't want to have sex with you. I also met a guy I really liked who didn't have AC, and I was like, "Man, do I do oh. this or do I not do this?" You know, do I do this or do I not do this? <laughs> I love all. And one other reason I know for a fact that we were doing page seven at this time period is the royal wedding. I yeah. remember uh, us talking wait, about the royal wedding. Do you guys ever wedding. give a fuck about a royal wedding? Do you guys I give a shit? Did. I never give it. I never give it. I don't understand it. I, I'll never get it. Why people I care so much. Don't I think that it's fun. The pageantry is fun of it. And like thinking about spending so much money on something, because this is also the same year as the Kim Kardashian, Chris Humphreys, like 72 hour marriage. Remember, she uh -huh. did that whole huge like television event. That's right. And then they got divorced immediately. immediately. That's right. Yeah, that was back when they were way a laughing stock. Yes. Uh, kind of more. It was it was interesting they were like much more to be shitted upon at all times whereas now we're we have to kind of be like yeah but they're also geniuses yes um, that's true it was they were there was less like kim k had not really established herself as like a person who like makes very weird choices but ultimately you kind of have to respect like at this point right. there was no like you gotta respect her kind of thing i think it was it was tina fey who's the first person to say it, that i heard be like I think I think she's brilliant. I think she's a, a, you know a very smart businesswoman. That was kind of the first time I'd heard that. I don't think I was even in 2011. It was probably after, you know, another year or so after. Um, I thought you were going to bring up a different thing because I remember this being kind of a big deal and kind of like as a comedian, this really gave me some like reassurance that that I was wor I, going into. I was a little worried about. Uh, the awful Oscar hosting job from one James Franco and Anne Hathaway, which Ugh. really like proved to the point that you really need a com as much as you don't want a comic because you again turn your nose up to comedians uh, as an institution and you think they're all bullshit. Um, you do need them though to like host your uh, an MC or event because like it is actually a skill that is hard to pull off and you can't just put random pretty actors into the job. And then the other hilarious thing too. And then later they try to go, maybe we'll just have no host, <laughs> which is also another slap in the face of like, yeah, uh, you can't get around it. You like need a comedian to do this. Someone at least who is trained in being an MC. It is not easy, dudes. And and so it was really kind of fun to watch 
James Franco and Anne Hathaway bombed Just, so Oh, they ate hard, it so hard. Dude. When did James Franco so fall from grace? Because he didn't he have kind of an early Ab- after Me, me Too after situation? Me I thought too. it was pre- I thought but he it was, was after a pre-Me too. Me too. Maybe I'm wrong. I think maybe there were rumblings, rumblings but no. Yeah. It was de- he was definitely one of the, in the bucket of shitty dudes that got thrown into the furnace. It was definitely post, you know, in a post like a Weinstein outing, Cosby outing world. I feel like he was an know? early badman, like that he we was found early. out in the early, like because mm-hmm. I remember yeah. I, I like got to my friend was like an art guy, like worked for various galleries and stuff, and he was he knew that I had a massive crush on James Franco. This would have been in probably two thousand nine or two thousand ten, and he was like, "Do you want to go to this gallery thing where James Franco will be?" And I was like, "Yeah." So I got to, like, <laughs> stand within a few feet of him and stare at him, and I feel like even then there was like some some rumblings afoot. Um, but it yeah. must have just been like, oh, he was like all around NYU all the time and everyone. So everyone in New York kind of like just heard rumors about what he was like. And yeah. then, but yeah, so I guess in 2011, if he hosted the Oscars, he must have still been fine. And then I feel like there was just this kind of gradual, like there wasn't a huge Me Too moment with him. It was just this kind of like gradual sliding down a mud slope for him of like everybody being yes. like, I think he might be bad. Like, And then like right. everyone just kind of got on board of like, oh yeah, no, he's definitely bad. Oh, no, there's all these stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Oh, God. And I'm looking through some of the fashion trends of the year of 2011. We've got statement tights. It was a lot of headbands. Remember, (laughs) it was a headband time period. There's the boho headbands that go all the way around your head. But then this was also like the time period of like girls were wearing fedoras all the time and that was rough <laughs> it was i mean jason mraz's real heyday was 2009 but we were still in the, living in the shadow of jason mraz mraz i'm sorry i that also you brought up earlier how much you hated moves like jagger and i know that i for a oh. second brought up the lazy song but i think i hate that song the most from how did this the lazy song go? The how one the I sang earlier. The, Today I don't feel like, like doing, doing anything. anything. I just gonna lay in my bed. That's why I thought I hated Ugh. Bruno Mars because I hated that song so much yeah. that I thought I hated Bruno Mars. Yeah, I just hate that song. That's fair. I I thought I hated Bruno Mars until Uptown Funk came Uptown on Funk at a wedding. Yeah. yeah, and I was Same. like, it's a wed. I, okay, I get it. This is wedding dance floor music. <laughs> it is. Period. That is where, and it, it can yeah, be appreciated. Yeah, but then now he's got such. Silk Sonic and like all. I yeah, mean, Silk he's, Sonic's he's great. Killing it. it. When he did yeah. the Super Bowl was when I was like, okay, I have to hand it to you. You are fantastic. Yeah, you are, you are given it. There's also you are, gossip uh, girl inspired head. I was gonna say that's a real gossip girl. We were in gossip girl. Era and Jersey Shore era, right? Yes, the Snooky Poof was really big, mm-hmm. and I remember trying to do the Poof without getting the bump it, and that was really difficult to do. Even though everyone was like, "You just need bobby pins; you don't need a bump it." And I was like, "How do you do it without the bump it?" Yep. And you were like, "I don't want to get out of my and bed. Tonight. Ba- 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 I just ba- gonna ba- drink <laughs> until I piss myself." Ba- 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 <laughs> this is just also just rolling around in bed with a bottle of warm rosé. No, it was always just gin, Holden. Always it was gin. always gin. At this uh, time, it was always talk gin, about annoying yeah. things in 2011. Remember when planking was huge? <laughs> oh oh yeah. yeah, this is yeah. File this on on the on the pile of. Uh, holding fucking whining about internet trends. What does the fox say? <laughs> it's so funny. 
<laughs> Someone laying on their face in stupid places is hilarious. I was just like, I don't know what comedy is anymore. I don't get this. What happened to Monty Python? What happened? To, no, now we just kids lay on their heads. On their faces, yeah, in on different things. Holden, uh, yeah, they Hilarious. would dig it. Oh, they would go everywhere, and they would plank. Did you? The I've never. Says it's I can so honestly funny. say, outside of exercise, I have never done a plank in this capacity. Yeah, have you? No, no. no. I was so dumb. I hate trends like that. I, I've, we, we, I've also, by the way, yeah, been like outspoken lately in general about trends because what was the oh the broccoli hair so yeah i uh, clearly i i'm like a uh i'm trying to get over it i think it's my grunge upbringing you're not supposed to think like enjoy things that everyone's doing that's lame and i think maybe there's a lot of preoccupation with that but also um uh, man, I hate I hated internet trends like the planking thing for sure. I feel like uh, 2011. I'm trying to figure. I went. I just went into a b- big worm time of like when we started using the word meme as we do now. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm looking that up too. Like 2011 was. Do you remember when uh, they uh, you know killed uh, Osama bin Laden and they had the picture of um, Obama and his whole like team in the Situation Room? You know. Yeah. And there was just like a lot of fun. You know, them in there with, uh, you know, fucking Bob Ross, uh, them in there with uh, Mickey Mouse and Big Bird. And, you know, just like I feel like that was a that picture of them in the Situation Room grimace, you know, was a real early meme culture thing. And I don't remember if we called them memes back then, though. No, I don't think yeah. that we did. I don't think we did either. I remember in 2016 there was a Facebook group called Bernie Sanders' Dank Memes. And I at that time in 2016, I thought it was funny. So I feel like memes must have kind of originated later. Here, here's here's a big internet one that you'll be like, oh, 2011. Rebecca Black's Friday. Yes. Yeah. That was 2011. Friday. That was that, that was released in 2011. And that was such that's a great encapsulation of like what we loved on the internet. People yes. like, and again, we this goes back to making all the social media mistakes. This was the era of like everybody making the big mistake online, and Friday was like the the biggest yes. example of that. Like putting yourself out there in a really embarrassing way because you have the resources to do so, and you don't think millions of people are going to catch wind of it. So you think it's just going to like go out there and into oblivion or whatever, be your first attempt at like a pop song. And instead it becomes this massive worldwide. I mean, everyone's singing that everyone still knows that song if you start singing it. And uh, yeah, that was perfect. We loved, it was funny. It's kind of like we, 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 we took our aim a little bit away from celebrities and like pointed it at ourselves the the you know that we the thing we were doing to Britney Spears in 2008 we were doing to each other in 2011 because of social because everyone was yeah everyone was trying to figure out how to be, how to cultivate their their public image that's totally true and all but also to the point of what about how everyone treated Britney Spears Rebecca Black has totally spoken extensively about how fucked she got you know she was like oh, I yeah. was a kid and everyone is just like you fucking idiot and she's like yes. I was a child yeah that's such a good point yeah yeah totally and we and we were like they, oh you're not real you're not a real person right like we we did the whole thing just to each other 
Um, cause yeah, I don't even know when did like, you know, when time magazine's person of the year was you, I don't remember when that was, but it was definitely a foreboding kind of thing of like, yeah. And you know how we treat like celebrities having mental, full mental breakdowns. Now we're going to do it to you. you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. What a, what a year there was like, I mean, it's, it's. It's interesting that it was interpersonally a year that all three of us associate with like a lot of very positive things because not many years mm-hmm. are like that for all three of us. Yes. No. Yeah. <laughs> it was like kind of a fun. Well, I, I think anytime it, a big transition year, mm-hmm. it's so funny because you're so scared of being like having your structure ripped out from under you. You know, in my case, like not having this girlfriend in my life. You know, that that just got, that was my first like long relationship. So I think I really got embedded into like, this is my reality. This person's always in my life. And then it gets immediately ripped away from you. You know, because I even remember that was it really hit me that time of like, wow, this person's like your best friend or like, but this person is like literally the person you see the most every single day all throughout, you know, week in, week out. And then because you broke up, now you're like, you cannot, you literally cannot be around each other. Like you can't, I mean, you can't, you can act like you, it's fine, but it won't be. It'll eventually implode on itself. If you're like, yeah, we're still hanging out. We're still living together. We're still friends. What are you, you talking what I mean? about? I'm not a person that moved across a country to get rid of an ex so that I never had yeah. to see him ever again. <laughs> but I don't know what you're talking better, about. <laughs> that's the better thing to do. You know, like the, the dumb play is to be like, yeah, we could still, we'll still just be in the same friend group. And then that always falls apart. Um, so yeah, I remember just going through that whole, like, and then it was the best thing that could have happened to me. I like changed and grew and evolved and like got out of my shell and became more independent. Yeah. And became like enough of a decent guy to end up with the woman that I would eventually marry, you know? Oh, maybe can I end this episode with a anecdote about the, the person who in the summer of 2011, who I was having my fun summer fling with, um, we had a couple of subsequent, you know, meetups in the, in the following months after the summer ended, but it was really, it was clear. It was, it was over. It was a summer 11 thing. And then I met Gideon in 2012 and shortly after meeting Gideon, the person from before uh, messaged me and was like, hey, I'm going to be in town. Do you want to meet up for a drink? And I did actually want to still be his friend because I did did really enjoy hanging out with him um, and was like, since I knew it would never last, I was like, yeah, this could be something where we could be friends. Like, yeah. And so I wrote back and I was like, yeah, let's meet up. But like, you should know, I met someone who I'm extremely excited about. So if we meet up, it would just be like, for drinks and for friends or whatever. And I'm like, I'm very happily partnered now. And he wrote back, I'm happy for your happiness, but you should know that it almost always ends badly. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Thanks so much. All good. Love the encouragement. Really appreciate the support here. I, uh, I, I just want to give a little shout out as we're getting out of here to probably my favorite movie theater experience of that year. Your Next was an incredible, oh. uh, surprisingly great horror movie. Now, uh, slightly seconded by A Cabin in the Woods, which is, again, one of the most surprisingly fun movie theater experiences, I believe 
believe both were 2011. And so if you haven't seen Your Next or Cabin in the Woods, do yourself a favor and watch those movies because they are two absolute gems from 2011. It's so good. They played that song a lot in it, and it's really good. Yes, and and Murder Fist played it a lot uh, during our transitions and stuff, for sure. Also, this was the year of Drive as well. So Uh, there were other, like, so like the blockbusters were all kind of like, I mean, of course, there's like Thor and stuff like that this year, but... I, I for me the blockbusters weren't for me, but all yeah, of the, the other kind of shitty were horror for me. was pretty cool this yes. year. Like little indie darlings were cool this year, which was a lot of fun to oh uh, God, to the, to enjoy. If the drive soundtrack, put that on, and that will immediately emotionally bring me back to yes. 2011. For totally, sure. totally. Oh. All right, there's our that's our 2011 rewind. We hope you enjoyed it. a positive one for once. Hey. Yeah. Not just How struggling nice is that? <laughs> Uh, I love that. I'm not and, crying uh, about my weight on a baseball card. I, I, every, this was a great year. Uh, so we hope you enjoyed it too. Thanks so much for joining us. We're uh, on the road right now. So we did another uh, evergreen episode for you guys. But uh, we'll be back with our normie page seven stuff next week. Uh, if you'd like to support us further, patreon.com forward slash page seven podcast. We have weekly bonus episodes for $5 a month. Jackie also does the book readings ad-free episodes from the main feed, all that for five bucks. Also, for ten bucks, you can join us on our Discord Thursday Jersey Shore watch-alongs. Check us out. Patreon.com forward slash page seven podcast, page seven podcast at gmail.com. And lastly, for me, twitch.tv forward slash holdenators ho. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday streams, twitch.tv forward slash holdenators ho. And don't forget to get your release the butthole cut tour tickets. If you're listening to this this week, we might be close to you. Go to lastpodcastnetwork.com to get your tickets. MJ? I'm MJ, and I'm MJKLCat on Instagram. (laughs) Love you guys. We'll be back next week. Bye, Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.